Now, I think our whole lives, we've thought about, well, what does my team need? What does my dog need? What do my kids need? What does my spouse need? What do I need to be doing for other people, for my work, for other things? I have never asked myself, what does the woman in the mirror need for me today? And that one question, some days you'll say, I need you to have some fucking fun today, okay? Or, or like, I need you to show up today. I need you to exercise today. I need you to be kind to me today. I need you to be a little bit bolder today. Um, whatever that is, just let that thought come in. And then all you're going to do is you're going to raise your hand and you're going to high five yourself. Now back to the affirmations. Um, I don't want you to say anything, nothing at all, because the science around why this works is so freaking mind blowing and so exciting and so transformational that the world's leading experts in, uh, like neuroscience and habits are just like, Now a quick word from our sponsor, Element. Some of you may know I've been battling migraines for a while, and my doctor hadn't found any solutions for me. I was so sick of taking medicine, so I talked to a few of my pro athlete friends and their trainers who told me I was probably missing important electrolytes. I ordered some Element, spelled with the four letters L-M-N-T, which has essentials like magnesium, potassium, and sodium, and over a 30-day period, I saw my headaches decrease by about half. I'm hooked, so I reached out to the folks at Element Headquarters, and now we're working together to help more of you. Electrolyte deficiency or imbalance can cause headaches, cramps, fatigue, weakness. For those of you fasting meals or doing intermittent fasting, uh, electrolytes can make the difference between feeling great and feeling like garbage. You know, when you sweat, the primary electrolyte lost is sodium. Athletes can lose up to 7 grams a day, and when sodium isn't replaced, it's common to experience muscle cramps and fatigue. Anyway, I drink one pack mixed with my water before working out in the morning and one later after dinner to hydrate for the next day. Want to try a free sample? Go to drinkelement, that's drinklmnt.com forward slash Brian Elliott, B-R-Y-A-N-E-L-L-I-O-T-T, and they will send you all the flavors to try. Shipping is just five bucks. My personal favorite is the chocolate because I put it in my protein shake. I also love the orange salt. There's a new watermelon flavor to try. I'm excited for you to check it out. Anyway, get on it. Now back to our episode. Hey, I'm Mel Robbins. I'm an international best-selling author, and you are watching Behind the Brand with Brian Elliott. Now, I think our whole lives, we've thought about, well, what does my team need? What does my dog need? What do my kids need? What does my spouse need? What do I need to be doing for other people, for my work, for other things? I have never asked myself, what does the woman in the mirror need for me today? And that one question, some days you'll say, I need you to have some fucking fun today, okay? Or, or like, I need you to show up today. I need you to exercise today. I need you to be kind to me today. I need you to be a little bit bolder today. Um, Whatever that is, just let that thought come in. And then all you're going to do is you're going to raise your hand and you're going to high five yourself. Now back to the affirmations. Um, I don't want you to say anything, nothing at all, because the science around why this works is so freaking mind blowing and so exciting and so transformational that the world's leading experts in, uh, like neuroscience and habits are just like, yeah, talk about the, how the MBA and some of the stats that you found around that. Yeah, um, I will. So the MBA is really interesting. There was a research study done. I think it was done by UC Berkeley 
researchers that was all about looking at the NBA and trying to discover what habits do successful NBA players and teams have that could that could actually connect to their success. And they'll have tall people. Yeah. Well, no, they also have a lot of short people, fast people, you know. And so, um, one of the things that that they found, which is fascinating, is they found that if you look at a team, you can predict who is going to have the winningest season based on a particular behavior in the preseason. And the behavior that they looked at was how many high fives, fist bumps, or pats on the back does a winning team give one another in the preseason? And it turns out there's a direct connection. So the teams that have the most number of fist bumps, high fives, pats on the backs in the beginning of the season go on to have the best records. The teams that have the least number of pats on the backs and high fives and fist bumps typically go on to be the worst. Why? Because these are more than gestures. A high five demonstrates something. It demonstrates trust and partnership. Yeah. And that builds momentum and connection that helps a team win by playing together. Yeah, there's a literal pressing of the flesh, but there's also this emotional, metaphorical, I got your back. Totally. Like when you high five somebody, Brian, what are you actually communicating to somebody? When you high five your son, for example, what are you saying to him? Yeah, sometimes it's congratulations. Sometimes it's you got this. Yep. Sometimes it's I got your back. Yep. So I love you. I believe in you. I see you. It's all those things. See, and this actually this science also tracks with the research I've done too. So I've done some research on like the Navy SEALs and the BUDS training. Yeah. And there's... You know, everyone thinks, okay, it's the strongest person that's going to survive and get through and pass. It's not. The fact that um, you have these, this camaraderie with your other people who are going through it, who say, I've got your back, or they cheer you on when you've got the log and you're in the freezing cold water, that's what uh, research says gets people through. It's this camaraderie. And the other thing that I like that's tracking that I've researched is, uh, I think it was Dr. David Burns who told me, uh, and he's uh, one of the pioneers in cognitive behavioral therapy, and his book is sort of iconic. And, and, and one of the things he reminded me when I was sort of getting down on myself, he said, you know, uh, we do this exercise sometimes where we flip the script and you pretend that you are your best friend giving you some great advice. Mm -hmm. Objectivity. And... Would you tell your friend how terrible they were or how much they screwed up or no, it's you need to tell your friend You're amazing. It, and it's just what you're t talking about. It's like being kind to yourself, right? But here's the thing we all know this yeah. But nobody knows how to do it and if you have been a Asshole to yourself You will not be able to look in the mirror and go. I love you because your behavior for decades has demonstrated the opposite so neurologically your brain rejects the affirmation which only based on research makes you feel worse. This is why kind of for people that hate their bodies, standing in front of the mirror and saying, I love my stretch marks, also doesn't work. It may make you feel better for a second, even though you should love your stretch marks. You have hid in the back of every photo you've taken for more than 10 years. Yeah. You have not looked at yourself in the mirror. You have thought, Ugh when you pull on pants. Yeah. And so you, your brain will reject these affirmations because your own behavior has programmed your brain to believe the opposite. And this is why the high five is so exciting. So hear me out. So when you go to raise your hand, we are tapping into a huge field of research called neurobics. 
Neurobics is uh, the field of studying aerobic activity and neuropathways. And researchers have figured out that the fastest way to create new neural pathways is through neurobics, marrying a sudden physical action that's surprising to the brain, which wakes up your prefrontal cortex with a different thought pattern. The greatest thing about the high five habit is all the programming's already in your brain. So the second that you go to high five yourself, your brain doesn't know the difference between me high fiving you and me high fiving myself. The physical high five triggers all of the cool stuff that happens. So number one, when you high five me, like right now, I just got a dopamine drip. Mm -hmm. My brain just gave me that because of all of the neural association from a lifetime of receiving and giving high fives. That's pre-programmed. Pre-programmed, boom, taps right into it. Translates. Yes, second thing that happens is it snaps you into the present moment because to give a great high five, you gotta pay attention. And so when you're about to high five yourself, you just naturally focus on yourself because that's what you do with the other person. The third thing that happens is you can stand in front of the mirror and be like, I'm a failure, I hate myself, I can't look at myself, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm this, I'm that. But the second you go to do the physical motion, your brain shuts that shit down because your brain has never once in the history of your life gone, I fucking hate you, you're the worst, I hope you lose. You've never had a negative thought as you've given somebody else a high five. So it's neurologically impossible for you to high five yourself and trash yourself at the same time. I love it. Now there's more, there's even more. The reason why when you high five yourself, you will for every time you do it, feel a slight shift in your energy. It's both the dopamine, but it's also your freaking nervous system. Your nervous system is wired for gestures of celebration. Right. So what do you do when you cross the finish line? Yeah, put your arms up. What do you do when, you're, when the Dodgers score? Yeah, what do you do when you wave hello? Arm up. What do you do when you hug somebody? Arms up. What do you do when you high five? Arms up. Yeah. So you are also conditioned through your nervous system and the association with doing this to receive a jolt. And so what I recommend when people first try this, number one, it's going to feel weird. And that's a good thing. That's a really good thing because why, the reason why it feels weird is because you are plowing a new neural pathway into your brain. Your current pathway is to reject yourself. So the second I force you to look at yourself, the opposite of what you're doing, or to high five yourself, which means seeing yourself, celebrating yourself, encouraging yourself, it's the opposite. It'll feel weird. Great. That means it's working. Number two, second thing is I want you to do this for five days because most people resist it and they resist it for a really sad reason. They resist it and think this is stupid or this, it can't possibly work. It's my, too easy. It's too easy for God's sake. My problems are so big. The resistance actually is from a really deep, ugly place. Well, and also kind of reminds me of a, a five second rule. Yeah. That seems too good to be true. Yeah. yeah. And every morning in the bathroom, you're standing there with this other human being in the mirror. What's in between you and that other human being is your past. All the things that you've survived, trauma, discrimination, abuse, abandonment, neglect, all those things that should make you feel like a survivor. A lot of people actually see it as evidence that I'm unworthy, I'm damaged, I'm no good, da 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 da. I, they see a person that because of those things that were done to them doesn't deserve celebration. 
or you see all the things that you regret. I cheated, I lied, I uh, had addictions, I squandered opportunity, I hurt people, I hurt myself. And you'd forgive Brian or Mel Robbins for it. Right. But instead, you judge yourself every morning and say, because of those things, that is, not, that is a person who does not deserve celebration or support. And that's what's preventing you from healing, by the way. And so the act of high-fiving yourself when you're resistant is an act of compassion. It's an act of acceptance. It's an act of forgiveness. It's an act of support. And so if you're somebody who is down or who has failed or who has been rejected or who has a huge amount of work to do to change your life and to make amends, you need this high five. What's super exciting, Brian, is that we are hearing from people all over the world now, and the book's only been out for six days, or for a week, rather, and um, that are saying, People are standing up in AA meetings in the church basement and saying, I found out about this thing, guys. We all need to do it because it's helping me start to forgive myself. Because your brain, you mentioned cognitive behavioral therapy. The other thing about the high five is it taps into behavioral activation therapy. So when you act like the person you want to become, you want to be more confident. What does a confident person do? They cheer themselves forward. You want to forgive yourself? What does a person who has forgiven themselves do? They support and empower themselves. When you raise your hand and high five yourself without saying a word, and you let all the science and programming in your body and your brain do the work for you, your brain witnesses behavior that's different. Your brain witnesses you looking at yourself instead of looking away. And your brain starts to go, oh, wait a minute. Brian's the kind of person that actually supports himself. Brian doesn't criticize himself. So is this, is, is this a daily practice? A daily Absolutely. Practice? I want you to do this right after you brush your teeth. Okay. We're gonna, let's get the gunk out of your mouth so you don't spread bad breath everywhere. Let's get the gunk out of your mind, body, and spirit. And this could be generational gunk, by the way. Yeah. Because the way you talk to yourself is likely how your caregivers talk to themselves or how they talk to you. Yeah. And so when you go to raise your hand, it's like a reset. It's an act of defiance. We're going to get that gunk out of your mind, body, and spirit so that you're not carrying it into your day. And just like the best teams on the planet start a game by pumping each other up, they send themselves into the game with a high five. You need to send yourself into the game of your life, feeling the support and the celebration that you need. I love it. You keep uh, showing me your right hand. May I see it? Oh, yeah. Tell me about this tattoo. Oh, it shall be. This is uh, something that I got on my 15th wedding anniversary. And it just is sort of a reminder that um, if you do the work and you give up your timeline, that what's meant for you shall be. I love that idea. Um, you know, a lot of people who watch this show, they are... Um, you know, I, in many ways, I feel like I am them. And so, you know, if you've ever played this a video game, it's like a first-person perspective where you're looking through the goggles of the player. That's, in many ways, how I produce this show because, you know, I'm running my small business. Sometimes it feels like a street fight. Uh, other days it feels like, you know, we're winning. Uh, and, you know, we have our ups and downs. When you're, when you're high-fiving yourself, let's, let's go back and maybe impart some advice into people who are running their own thing. How, how long do you give this great idea that you've got that may not be working until you pivot? I mean, you could high-five yourself until, you know, and, until you go blue in the face, right? But like, how do you know 
when to change direction. How do you when you know? no longer want to high five the idea. It's as simple as that. It is. And how can, how can parents help kids who may not have the mental maturity? They need to do the high five habit because you and I can pump our kids up all we want. And there's this heartbreaking text in chapter four of the book that happened right when I was writing this book. Cause I started writing this book in probably July of 2020. And when we turned in the manuscripts, it came out in September, we turned it in, I think probably in June, May. I don't even know when we turned it in. Did you change publishers? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> um, you left them in the dust. Well, I got fired. I mean, I like wasn't gonna go back to them, gave them their money back. Yeah. Um, we rewrote the whole book the 14 days before it was finally due because I realized that there was so much coming in from people starting to learn about the high five habit online that instead of sort of weaving the science throughout it, I wanted the science right up front because I knew most people's objection would be, there's no way this is too simple. But I got this um, text from my daughter during those 14 days. It's like another gift, right? Meant to be. Uh, tw she was 22 when she sent me this. Okay. How do I not feel like the ugliest girl at the bar every time I go out? And I can see you, you know, I saw your face. Everybody can relate to this because you've either felt this or you have somebody that you deeply love that feels this way about themselves. It's so sad because it couldn't be further from the truth. Correct. But it doesn't matter what the truth is for you or for me. Right. This text illustrates something powerful. You talked about the first person perspective of being in a video game, right? This is her first person experience Absolutely. of her own life. Yeah. And so as parents, we can give our kids pep talks, but we cannot change their own perception of themselves. They have to do that for themselves. And this is what I was getting at is, you know, it can be incredibly difficult to, you know, uh, there's a certain, amount of, a certain amount of wisdom and maturity that comes with life Correct. experience. Correct. And, and look, this is not ever something that is fixed in stone. Like every day something's going to happen in your life, whether it's you see your friends all going out for lunch and they didn't invite you and it triggers something in you or whether you, you know, see that you're number two on a list, not number one on a list or whether you didn't make the list or you didn't get into the school that you wanted to get into and your best friend did or you, you wanted to be pregnant and now your best friend is or all those things that happen in your day to day life that make you go down mentally. What I'm offering are simple tools to be able to high five your way back up to a more optimistic and grounded and confident place. Because every day in your life, something's going to happen that makes you feel like the ugliest or the stupidest or the last or the only or the this or the that. And so you got to be able to know in those moments, here I go, I'm going down. I got to get myself in front of a mirror and I got to look myself in the eye and I got to high five myself. I mean, I'm, I like knowing that there are kids around the world, including my own, that now know that if they have a hard day at school, they get embarrassed because they don't know the answer and everybody laughs at them in, you know, calculus mm -hmm. or in geography class, that they can go into the bathroom and as they're washing their hands, look themselves in the mirror and high five themselves. We actually got a, um, a testimonial from somebody two days ago. It was a woman who was saying she had been working all week on a presentation at work. And she went in and it was a bunch of guys. She was the only woman there. And, 
as she's delivering this presentation, not a single reaction, nothing. Okay. Her boss did not say great job, thank you, nothing. She presents, no emotion. It's probably over Zoom, you know, like who knows? Yeah. And so she said, normally I would have felt defeated. I would have felt like I blew it. And she said, but I walked into the bathroom because nobody else encouraged me after that presentation and I high five myself. And it made me feel, wow, I did do a good job. I am proud of myself. I don't need somebody else to tell me that. Yeah. I can learn how to tell myself that. Uh, do you think you're done with auditioning? Do you think you're done? What does auditioning mean? What do you mean? Well, so, you know, you talked about, you, you, you have this, uh, I remember your story when you told me that you were with CNN and then yeah. that didn't work out. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, you, you've definitely built um, a business mm -hmm. on your IP, which is amazing, but... Um, stuff keeps happening. It's bad luck sometimes, uh, timing, and it keeps derailing, you know, what would have been probably a, a very good track to be on, you know, be this anchor on CNN or... Oh, I, 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 I disagree. I totally disagree. I feel that what's meant for you is always trying to find you. Well, and that's then, what I'm getting at. Your whole life is like a giant map and you can, you and I can sit here and look backwards. And it's so obvious how the dots on the map of your life connect to this moment. Like, for example, I went on the Today Show the other day and murdered it. And here's why. Like, I literally get in onto the Today Show. They have me on to talk about the high five habit. It's a four-minute segment. How much can you cover in four minutes? Not a lot. Right. And who are you talking to? Savannah or? No, it was, I'm going to completely blank now, Jill, Vicky, and Craig. Okay. And so we are sitting there talking. Craig's a nice guy, isn't he? They're all great. Yeah. It's a phenomenal show, but it's a four-minute segment. And I've got, a, I've got an idea that sounds stupid unless you sell the science, right? And you explain the science. So they go to do the opening segment. And I literally spin on a dime. And I take the entire thing over. And in four minutes flat, I murder the segment. And when I walked off the set, you know what I thought? Oh, now I know what the daytime talk show was preparing me for. Mm. Doing 167 shows right. of my own on my own set with a live audience and six cameras and doing that day in and day out prepared me for this moment. Yeah. To walk in when it really matters and in four minutes flat, own the place. Yeah, and I felt that way too. Like nothing goes to waste. The stuff that I learned when I was bussing tables as a teenager. Of I guess what I was getting at is, you know, we've been doing this series for a decade. Mm -hmm. And I think when I first started, I was thinking, it's going to be so great when I get my Netflix special. It's going to be so great when uh, Oprah calls and she's like, I want you to be on, you know, uh, Super Sunday with me, or you know, whatever my my dream was, and and I've I don't want to say I've abandoned that path, but like I I stopped holding my breath that I was going to get picked, and and I did decide to pick myself because well, there's a lot of a lot more creative control, but I also it was like this anticipation of waiting. And this idea of auditioning for other people, hoping that the Today Show would call or CNN would pick up my show. And I just sort of, I've stopped thinking about that and just have been blazing my own path here, growing my audience, getting to know my audience. And I was curious if that is your path too. It's like, 
you keep getting offers to, you know, with, with Sony Television or go back. Are, are you thinking about that, or are, are you just you know blazing the Mel Robbins path? Well, it's not even that. I have a singular focus, and that's to make an impact in the lives of real people. Yeah, mine too, by the way. And and so like the only thing that I care about is how can I show up in a way that cracks the darkness and lets a little light in for somebody. And so, you know, it's the reason why, as part of this book launch, I am reading the book cover to cover on social media for free, because there are people right now who cannot afford the book. So every day I show up and I read three to four pages, and we were gonna do that until the book is complete. That's cool. Um, I also created something called the High Five Challenge, which is a free five-day challenge that anybody in the world can take. And we have 106 thousand people from 91 countries today is day four and that challenge what not bad it is the biggest <laughs> app integrated challenge ever held period and it is happening in real time right now and so as all of these numbers come in we're the number two best-selling book on amazon and i say this because i'm fucking proud of that and yeah. we worked hard and we earned it and the only reason why that matters to me is it means that the book is getting into people's hands and it means the idea is spreading. Yeah. And so I only give a shit about whether or not what I'm doing makes a real difference in a real human being's life. It's why I'm not chasing celebrity. It's why I'm not obsessed with it and don't care about it. It's why I was actually interested after Sony Pictures came to us. We didn't go to them and pitch a talk show. Yeah. They came to us, we said, no, 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 no. And then they wrote the right email. The reason why we're coming after you is the daytime audience has been left behind. They get to watch celebrity promotion, breaking news, or crap conflict. Mm -hmm. And we think that the woman that is raising her grandkids and has a high school education, which is who is watching daytime television at this point, deserves what you're talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. Needs it, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. And I knew when I went into that, because it was aligned with my desire to make an impact, that it was never about a show that it was just a dot on the map of my life that was going to give me an experience or a relationship or a skill or some wisdom that I needed for something that was coming next. Yeah, built in built into that question is really me asking another way is, you know, how should we be measuring success? And I like the Where fact that Well, I like deeply personal. Like it's 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 success is deeply personal. Yeah, that's true. I agree. And and I can tell you, you shouldn't measure it based on your bank account or whether you drive a Range Rover or what neighborhood you live in or any of that shit. But the truth is that I think that however you measure success is up to you. So this show is called Behind the Brand. What is the Mel Robbins brand? How would you define it? How would you describe it? Uh, deeply personal change. Full stop. I think so. Like either that or a high five. Like I think our, the essence of our brand is a high five. It's encouraging. It's accessible. It uh, communicates support and belief and momentum. I mean, we were just sitting back, you know, <laughs> chopping it up, reminiscing about the good old days and all that. <laughs> you know, tracking my roots, where I came from and where I'm going. Like I say, man, always said it. 
It's not about the destination. It's all about the journey.